Welcome into our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56th Family Restaurant in Galva. This is your chance to hear from all the McPherson High School and area coaches throughout the school year. The Coaches Show on 96.7 FM KBBE is brought to you by FEMCO, McPherson Concrete, Complete Automotive in McPherson, DFS Moto in Canton, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Kane's Body Shop, Flinsboard Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, JAR Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Good morning and welcome into our final high school coaches show of the school year presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva as things are winding down. Substate brackets are either all the way released or going to be released by the end of this show. It feels a little bit like Selection Sunday here at the radio station this morning, but by the end of this show, we're going to know where everybody will be playing this week and a very, very busy week of high school basketball. I'm Jim Joyner and joining me as always... The most popular man in the wrestling world yesterday down at Hartman Arena in Park City, Steve Sell. Steve, we didn't have any basketball to cover last night, so we covered wrestling. Right. It was our first non-basketball Friday night in a long time, and we enjoyed our trip down to Park City. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Hartman Arena is a great, great place to watch state wrestling. There's not a bad seat in the house. And for the fourth year in a row, the Bullpups will have a finalist. You remember McPherson has had a state champion each of the last three years, and tonight... Landon France has a chance to make it four at 195 pounds. Well, Steve, it is a busy, busy week, and especially when it comes down to sub-state play, and especially at the 3A level, where you've got to win three games this week. At the 4A, 5A, and 6A level, you just have to win two. But one of the teams that is hoping to make it three wins this week and have a chance to make it to the state tournament next week, the number one team in Class 3A, the Heston Boys, and we'll start things off with Coach Raleigh here in studio, I know that you guys didn't play last night. You played on Thursday in a, in a game against Pratt on the road, but you had an opportunity to go do a little bit of scouting, I'm sure. Coach Kinneman did the same, and you are ready for a very tough Halstead substate. You'll take on Halstead first, and then you've got very tough teams like Larned. You've got Lions. You've got Haven. And the top four, top five in this substate are probably about as good as any other 3A substate in the state. Yeah, I, I mean, I would think it's probably the toughest in the state. and We played a tough schedule, but uh, so hopefully that's prepared us and we'll be ready to go. We just need to take care of business Monday and see what it brings. A 19-1 and regular season for the Swathers. If I told you when we had our first coaches show way back in December, if you guys would be 19-1 and with the schedule you play, what would you have said? Oh, heck, Steve, I said we should have been 20. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, but with yeah, a young – Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I, I – I mean, I'm very proud of our kids. I am a little hard on them and uh, demanding and things. But, yes, going 19-1 and one was was probably overachieving what uh, many people would have said at the at the beginning of the year. So I'm, I'm really proud of them for that. Well, and like you've mentioned, you've played a very, very tough schedule, and that includes playing pretty much every team, I think, in this sub-state. I don't know if you've played southeast of Selene. It doesn't look like with your schedule, but – Pretty much everybody else in this substate you have seen at some point this year, and especially the other top three teams. Now, you'll draw Halstead in the first game, and, and they have been one of the last-place teams in the CKL pretty much all year, and you beat them by 30 earlier this year, but you throw in a Haven team that has been very good. You throw in Lions, who has been very good, and you've played close games with all these teams. Then you've got Larned as well, and the interesting thing for you guys is that You've already played round one of a lot of these battles, and round two is when you get to see all the adjustments made. Yeah, I mean, well, our leg has been really good this year. Um, there's very few easy ones out there. The the top seven teams, I mean, Nickerson's 500, and they're huge and competitive, and Hillsborough's really playing well. I, I wouldn't doubt that they end up in a 2A state, so – and then, you know, they're probably fifth or sixth in the league. But, uh, you know, I wish the, I, w I wish it was done a little bit differently. And I saw some proposals last week that my AD was showing me. I don't necessarily agree with them. But, uh, you know, I hopefully someday they'll avoid. I mean, I would like to see a state tournament with the eight best teams and uh, considering ours is the way it is. And then there's a couple others that are just loaded sub-states too. So, um Maybe they'll make some adjustments. 
Well, and your team has won 10 games in a row to close out the season, had that loss to Hoisington right smack dab in the middle of the schedule. So you're going into the sub-state hot. You start off on Monday. You guys will have the Monday, Thursday, Saturday breakdown in the Halstead sub-state. What do you know about this Halstead team from matchup number one, and, and what's it going to take to be playing on Saturday night down at Halstead? Um, well, Halstead, first of all, you know, they're, they've got some kids, uh, I've never seen this before. We scouted Tuesday night, and they had a kid score every single point they had in the first half against Larned on Tuesday. Um, so, and you know, we just have to be ready, and we have to play hard. If we don't show up and do that, uh, you know, we're going to have problems. And then if we get to Thursday and Saturday, um, just wait and see who we've got. And who's know, the four or five? That... Larned and Southeast. Okay. Um, and Southeast, good team. Um, I know they had a kid move in or come eligible at Christmas or so. They've, I mean, they're, I think they're 14 and six. I'm not 100 percent sure, but uh, so you know, I see what happens. They got to go to Larned, and Larned is a good team. Larned's got the, Larned was at state last year and got almost everybody back. So they've got a lot of experience. Haven's tough. I mean, Lions. I mean, we've had great games with all of them. So um, it's been been interesting and I guess we'll stay interesting so one nice thing is about a week I'll know where we're at and be able to get ready for Vegas (laughs) well there you go well coach Raleigh best of luck this week and hopefully you can make that Vegas trip get postponed an extra week so that way you can get ready for state no I don't I don't I don't go during state I actually well then let's hope plan on being there but uh you know sometimes plans don't always go but the next week after that don't bet on anything besides the first round of uh, the NCAA tournament. So that's where I'll be. (laughs) Or put it on black. That's all I got to (laughs) say. No roulette. (laughs) Well, Coach Raleigh, best of luck next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Coach. Good year. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for all you do. You bet. And it's a busy, busy week for 3A sub-states. And, Steve, especially for us, fortunately, the two teams that we cover that are in 3A and – Heston and Smoky Valley. Right. They're in the same yeah, sub-state. Yeah, they're in the same. Yeah, the, those two schools are in the same sub-state. Little River and Elyria were in the same regional. You know, that kind of helped too. So, you know, we can kind of keep our eye on that. But the Heston teams and, uh, you know, that Halstead sub-state and Coach Richardson's in with us now. And uh, the boys' sub-state is brutal. Your son plays for the Heston boys. And you look at that sub-state, it's almost unfair. that so, all, There's so many good teams together than the girls' side. It's not a whole lot better. There's a lot of good girls teams. We got a lot of talent running around the league. It's kind of fun. We have six teams, six league teams in this sub-state, so everybody's going to know everybody else very well. So getting getting an open look is going to be just an interesting task in and of itself. Well, for the Heston girls, they finished the regular season 14 and six, one on Thursday at Pratt, 46 to 27, and the sub-state seating had already come out, and you guys were the number four seed. You'll be playing Council Grove on Tuesday night. That'll be at home. And then the final games will be on Friday and Saturday. That'll be down at Halstead. You're matched up on the same side of the bracket as number one Halstead, a team that has been very, very good this year. You've played them, it looks like, just one time back in January. Lost 48-37. They've got one of the best players in the state. And, of course, you got to get through game number one. But Halstead will be a mighty challenge in the second round, too. I, th- I think <clears throat> our kids are starting to really play well together. Um, I, we had nine trays last Friday against Nickerson. I thought it was probably our best offensive game against a very good Nickerson team. Uh, our kids are really coming together and playing well right now. Uh, it was really nice to draw somebody outside the league for that first game. I really didn't want to see Lions again. And uh, it's, it's, it's just going to be nice to see somebody different. Although Council Grove has got some good talent. Uh, they got some big kids that are really mobile and move around. But it is going to be different just to see somebody outside. And what we've talked about your team all year, the thing you can pretty much count on is your defense. I don't know what your defensive average is, is but it's got to be in the low 30s, I would think. Uh, your chances of making state come down to putting the ball in the basket. Exactly. And it's just, it's different. You know, we play in a really tough league where a lot of our coaches are well-respected for the kind of defense that we see each week. And the nice thing is, is that we were just looking at this yesterday. We averaging about 43 points a game in our own league. And uh, I think that's quite a good thing. You know, we got Elise Kaiser's really putting up some good numbers near 20 every, every night, but we've really got some good young kids stepping up and, and making some shots. 
Uh, my point guard, Marissa Vote, is she's about 38% from the three-point line, is really coming on strong here at the end of the year. Really looking to see what we can do from there. And the Yoder girls, really, she's been pretty consistent lately, and I know Humphreys has been playing well. So you're getting, as the season's gone along, you've gotten some players besides Elise Kaiser scoring. Exactly. And and all of those kids, you can't count any one of them out because, you know, somebody else is going to have, we're probably going to have two of them going to have about eight points but right. out of those three, and that's a really big help. I got one senior post player that does a wonderful job on in the interior defense, and I got a nice sophomore kid, Katie Keeker, is really coming along. She's 5'11", 6 foot, and has really started to find herself on the defensive end. Now we're just working to try to get her some confidence on the offensive end. Well, then by the end of the weekend at the Halstead Substate, if you find a way to get through that very good number one seed, I think the two and the three are extremely good, too. And, and Haven, the number two seed, and then Southeast of Saline, a team that has played really well down the stretch, it is there are no easy matchups in this substate for your team especially well we've learned over the years you know th- probably through 2011 up through here you're going to have a tough road to hoe just to get to state and if you are able to get through your substate you're probably going to be successful so we don't we're not looking at any of these games as easy games um it's a challenge and it's a good way to step up and move forward and look so we know we're going to be successful when we go into a game and when we get that success, then when we go to the state, we're going to be all right. Well, Coach Richardson, we're looking forward to seeing how this week can go on. It'll be a busy week for you and time spent at Halstead, hopefully, whether it is your own games or going down to watch the boys' games and, and seeing if young Kaysen can make some big-time <laughs> shots. But it's going to be a fun week for, at least let's hope it's going to be a fun week for the Richardson family. Well, thank you very much. It's going to be a lot of fun in the gym. All right, well, we'll take our first break this morning on our High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue this morning on our High School Coaches Show, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva, our final Coaches Show of the year. And the 5A substate brackets are not official yet, but they will be here pretty soon. And we have a very good idea of what they're going to be and, in fact, know what they are going to be. But we are excited for a busy, busy week of basketball. Hopefully, a chance to have a lot of these games inside the roundhouse. But the team that we know will have two games inside the roundhouse are the McPherson girls, and we've got Coach Strathman in with us. For your draw for Substate, obviously the number one team at 19-1. and You had the tiebreaker over Andover Central for the number one spot. You'll take on Great Bend first. That'll be on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. If you win that, you get a team out of the City League, whether it is Cape and Mount Carmel, the 8, or Wichita Northwest, the 9. Your overall takeaways from your first look at the Substate brackets for this week. Well, the uh, you know the matchups that we got, I could kind of we kind of projected those out at the beginning of the week, and and kind of figured that's the way it was going to end up based on some potential you know tie break issues and things like that. Because you know Goddard ended up beating May South, um, but knew they and even if they had lost, they would they would have been tied record wise with with Capen. Uh, but Goddard would have had the tie break to make them the seven seed. So we kind of knew Capen was locked in the eight. And then the nine was a little bit to be determined, but we weren't surprised it was Northwest. So, um, and then once Hayes beat Abilene on Thursday night, um, that guaranteed that they'd be the 15, and Great Bend would be the 16. So we kind of knew by Thursday night um, exactly what was going to happen for us. Obviously, a busy time for you and your assistants because you got you can't just prepare for one team. You got to prepare for two or three teams, and I'm sure if they've not been, five or eight I'm sure teams, they've no. either been busy breaking down film or maybe even scouting a game. But uh, uh, what was that plan of attack? Well, we've got the films divvied up. I mean, we got um, some stuff that obviously came in on all three of them, um, and so they're they're getting watched. I've watched game and a half of Great Bend and. Um, we'll watch some more, and then of course, you know, prep for Capen and and Wichita Northwest as well as will all the coaches. So uh, we were all able to do some live scouting as well on on Thursday night. Um, then I went uh, somewhere last night too. So, um, but those were for games for down the road potentially, right? Because uh, all the teams that we were playing were basically done. So um, we had a chance to prep for. Um, beyond Substate, hopefully we get get a chance to use those scouting reports. Well, the one thing I've talked about this week that I think helps your program, but is also a, a place where there is some pressure on you, is that you guys are not a team that is always focused on, okay, how do we get to the end of the regular season? You're a team that knows you have a chance, and it's a program that has won a lot of games over the last 15, 20, 25, 30 years, to where you're playing for March. 
and scouting for March and trying to get that next edge. And whether it's a state team from the East, whether it is another team you think you might match up with in sub-state, it's a really cool process for you, for Coach Kinnaman, because you're always thinking ahead. It's not, okay, we got the number one seed at sub-state. All right, that, that was our goal. But because you guys can do that, and because you had an idea of where you would be, you've been able to kind of be thinking ahead for about the last month. And I think that's certainly a great privilege that this program has to be able to do that. Well, it is. You won't, you don't always, won't always be able to do that, obviously. But uh, we, we felt pretty confident that we would be one of the top one, two, uh, once we got past our tournament anyway and got past Andale and, and some of those games that we had right after the tournament. Um, so, yeah, getting the opportunity to do that is, is good for us. I, I enjoy uh, going out and live scouting and watching other other teams, especially uh, the other really good teams and, and that have great coaches. I love watching them. Um, so it's kind of fun for me um, to go out and do that. You know, we've been working on a couple things here and there in practice. Um, you know, Coach Shellett even had our, our freshman learn an offense that, that we anticipate seeing down the road so we can start learning how to defend it. Um, just little things like that that I don't think a lot of teams are able to do. Uh, they were able to work ahead a little bit like that. And one great asset, I think, for you over a lot of programs, you look at your staff, Coach Prescott, a former head coach at a women's college basketball program, Coach Lecker, a former head coach at a women's college basketball program, and Coach Ellett does about as extensive of a scouting report. You give him some film, and he's going to break everything down in triplicate. So that is a real asset. So it all comes together, and you guys really, you know, you're all on the same page. Well, those the, those guys do work work really hard. There's a lot of film, obviously, with uh, you know Huddle makes everything so available these yeah. days that you can get more film than ever. You didn't have to go to a, a truck stop down in Valley Center to pick up film from somebody. No, I haven't had to do that since about <laughs> 2010. So uh, those are the good old days, you know, to travel all over the state and and just to get two or three films if you're lucky. Some bad um, VHS tape. Oh man, brutal. <laughs> Uh, those are some long days, but yeah, I'm glad those are in the, in the in the background now, and don't no, no deal with that anymore. Because literally, you can make video requests and copy and paste it to these next coaches, and you know, within an hour, you can have five, six films in your in your computer, and it's just right. awesome. Well, when it comes to the west half of the state for 5A in the sub-state, Andover Central will be the number two. Bishop Carroll, who at times this year was hanging around that six or seven line. They have been on a tear lately. They jumped up to number three. You have got a Mays team that is at number six, and they've been playing really well lately. At the number four spot, you've got Mays South, who's been playing well. You've got Salina Central at five. That There are five to six to seven teams that are really good that will be coming out of the West. Well, four of them will be coming out of the West, and I think that's the good thing that only four of them get to come out. Yeah, there there are some really good teams. Like you mentioned, Mays at the sixth spot. And I was down at the Goddard and Mays South game on Thursday, and and Mays South let it get away. Uh, Goddard won in overtime, but right away my first thought was that's probably not all bad for Mays South because uh, that keeps them away from Mays at the three and six, and it bumped Bishop Carroll up. Um, now they'll be at the four or five with Salina Central, who lost one of their best players. Uh, to a knee injury fairly recently. So it's so weird how those things can happen. As on the spot, they were probably really disappointed, obviously, with the loss uh, to a rival in Goddard in overtime, and they let it get away. But once they saw the bracket shake out, you know, they had to see, like, hey, crap, Mays just beat us by 20 two weeks ago or whatever it was, and now they avoided them in Substate. And there's some weird things that happen with brackets, I know, but sometimes um, – the way games shake out doesn't always hurt people as much as they think it will. Well, Coach Strathman, we're looking forward to a fun week this week. Two games, Wednesday and then Saturday, if you win, against Great Bend. Great Bend's the first matchup. If you win, it's either Capen or Wichita Northwest, and hopefully a chance to get back to Emporia for a second straight year. We would love to get back there. White Auditorium's a great place to play, and uh, hope to get another chance at it. Well, let's hope so. And the boys' side, Steve, all those brackets will be officially coming out here right. in just a little bit, but... They will be playing the oh, Tuesday-Friday setup for Substate. What, what a what a horse race that has been. Uh, we were falling it last night. There were so many implications with games last night. Well, there were only three games left in 5A West. Right. And all of them impacted all of, Exactly. The, 
we were we were following all three of them. Uh, uh, t- a real surprise to me, uh, Salina South winning at Derby. I was well, re- they didn't win at Derby. Derby won. Oh, okay. I thought you sent, you texted me that South won. Well, then maybe I was wrong. You were- South was leading late. Okay, you texted me that South won. Well, Jim might have been tired, <laughs> but it was Derby that won down there last okay. night. All right, and then Emporia went to Junction City and won. You had Hayes winning out west against Dodge City, and so it has set things up. For the McPherson boys to be the number seven seed, which means that they will host Emporia on Tuesday night at seven o'clock. If they win that, then they would play on Friday on the road at Andover, a team that is twenty and zero. Well, likely they play Wichita Northwest, but an Andover team that is twenty and zero and opened up the season by making 18 threes against the Bullpups in their first meeting. But Coach Kinneman, we've gotten you in here in studio now. Have you? Been able to control your brain after trying to follow these sub-state standings for the last month. Well, it is it has been crazy, Jim, and uh, so I was in Derby the last two nights because I thought we would probably either have Mays or Salina South, and turns out we don't have either one of those. So um, now we have. Oh, I think I have maybe eight Emporia games, and we'll see if we can't get a few more and. Uh, so Coach Knitz and I will go to work on, on those Emporia games because obviously the first game is always the most important. And and then worry, uh, hopefully worry about Andover after that. Well, when it comes to the sub-state schedule this week, last year they had two play-in games on Monday and Tuesday at 4A, 5A, and 6A, and they've done away with those. Mm-hmm. And so because you had Monday, Tuesday, it gave you at least one extra day. But for you guys, you played on Thursday – this year, you have two less days to prepare. It's kind of a different schedule with it because you find out today, you have Sunday to prepare, Monday to prepare, and then Tuesday is showtime. Right. It's a little bit quicker of a schedule than you had last year. It is. It is. And, you know, we we only caught that probably a week ago because everybody was just kind of going along assuming that it was going to be just like last year. And then somebody, uh, I think maybe Coach Strathman, looked at the Keisha handbook and, and said, oh, they have us playing Tuesday, and so we took a closer look at it. And you know, we thought it was maybe a misprint of the date at the time. Even called the state, and they said, "No, uh, we're playing Tuesday." So uh, that's fine. Uh, we you really would like one more day to prepare, uh, especially since you officially don't know until today who you're playing. But do you feel like it's an advantage maybe playing a team you haven't seen? You know, because you run a lot of stuff, and they've got to prepare for a lot of stuff from you guys, and and uh, you're you're not fam- they're not familiar with you, and you're not familiar with them, and you have to kind of adjust on the fly. I I do, Steve, and and you're right. Uh, we we do a lot of different things, so you know to have a uh, I think it'd be really tough to have a complete scout on on everything that we do or might do, and. You know, we did, we've changed. You know, you, you would see a lot of different things from early in the year that you wouldn't see later in the year. And in fact, we, you know, we're, we're working on something um, right now just because of the possibility that uh, we'll be playing two bigs a lot more at the same time. And so uh, we, need, we felt like we needed something different uh, when our two bigs are in the game. So... Uh, and that's looked really good in practice, so you know we'll see. Well, when it comes to this Emporia team, it is a team that you are very familiar with, but all the guys on the team might not be very familiar with. The last time that the Bullpup boys have played Emporia was 2008, so these guys were like five years old running around the roundhouse. The Bullpups have played Emporia 86 times over the years. You got to play them a ton in the McPherson Invitational, and I think it will be kind of cool for you and, and some of the people that have been around the program a little bit longer to rekindle this rivalry and, and two teams that have played each other a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure a lot of different faces over there at Emporia as well. There there, there are. Um, Coach Bloomquist isn't there anymore. Yeah, the Bloomer's not there, and, and that's kind of where the rivalry went south. Or, I mean, excuse me, that's where the rivalry intensified. Uh, he's now at Topeka West. He was kind enough to actually send me film on his former team, Emporia. So, um, you know, they had some really good players back in the day. You know, Westbrook and, and uh, Baumgartner. Baumgartner and, and, and uh, Hannah. I think one of them went to Wyoming to play. So they had some really fine players. And um, 2008 uh, being the last time they came to our tournament, uh, 
they, well, would have been Brandon Carter's senior year. Only time in my career ever, Jim, we came out after a, a rallying halftime speech that I gave, came out and did not score in the third quarter. Whoa. Uh, only time ever in my career I can remember not scoring. So, But I do remember it was against Emporia. And they, they and were very good. And it was a good, good. halftime speech? I gave them the best I had <laughs> came out and responded with zero. So, Well, Coach Kinneman, we're hoping it will be a fun weekend or, or a fun week and hopefully a long week and hopefully an opportunity on Friday night to go to Andover, a team that you saw earlier in the year. And I think you would say you didn't give them your best shot the first time and would love to have another opportunity, Adam. We would. Um, you know, it. it uh, they're a team that relies so much on shooting it and you just have to say to yourself, you know, surely they can't shoot it that well. They survived well again. Arc City. The other Arc City uh, nearly beat them. The well, other. you know, you have that zero at the, at the end of your record, and getting this late in the year, you start thinking about that right. zero uh, and and being undefeated and and what that would mean and how cool that would be. Um, so well, I talked to Jesse Herman last night. Andover Central had them down fifteen at one time so uh, we think we have some favorable matchups but obviously you you don't go through their their season undefeated and and not be really good but we take care of business first of all emporia that's that's my focus that's what i'm doing all day today well hopefully it's a good day and maybe you can sneak away for some golf tomorrow if you get lucky no 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 there won't be any golf till till we're done playing and then you know, uh, then I'll think about getting back out there. There you go. All right, Best thanks, of luck Jim. this week. We will take another break on our High School Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. We continue on our High School Coaches Show this morning, presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva, our final High School Coaches Show of the basketball season and until the fall next year. But we are excited to hear from the Smoky Valley coaches who have the easiest scouting report for Monday and, and Tuesday in their sub-state Well, they play Monday for their sub-state openers. The Vikings played Haven last night at home, and then on Monday they're going to go open up sub-state by playing at Haven. So the sub, the scouting report doesn't change. And for the Smoky Valley girls and Coach Lander, very, Larry Vanderwig, I was switching that V and that L, you guys have a great chance on Monday night because you played them so tough last night, lost by eight against a very good Haven team. Yeah, we did. We we battled with it. We we were down five with about two minutes left and had a chance. Uh, got some, you know, we we uh, got some inopportune fouls and they hit the free throws to to extend it out. But you're right. We we were right there with them throughout the game. Uh, what will be interesting is uh, Faith Paramore, who's uh, you know, arguably one of the you know, best player in the league, didn't play last night for Haven because she had a sprained ankle. And, and our sophomore 3-4 uh, player, Abby Rose, uh, who's six feet tall, didn't play last night because she was out of town. So uh, there will be some changes come Monday. So it will be fascinating to see – is there any indication that Paramore will play on Monday? I think she will. Okay. I, it was she, a precaution maybe? I think so. I, I Talking to their – Maybe coach. they were trying to mess with you. Well, and I, I think just – they knew it didn't matter enough, you know, to to risk it, risk it. So let her rest a little bit more and and be ready for next week. I think it's what their approach was. So so it'll be interesting to see how things change on Monday. What it would be different, and and there's a few wrinkles we'll put in to, that hopefully will have a positive impact for us. And I'm sure there's some things that they'll do differently as well. Another great night for Ellie Brumbaugh shooting the basketball. She did, you know, and and. The interesting thing is she didn't make any three pointers, which is typically where she gets a lot of her points. She uh, she didn't uh, get on track on the three ball last night, and in part, Haven uh, defended her pretty well. But to her credit, she adjusted her game and really developed a better mid range, and and even a few times took it up against their six foot posts and and was able to finish or get the free throws. So. She really had a, a really good night for us. Now, if you guys were to beat Haven on Monday night, both Smoky teams are going to play on Monday. Normally, one of the teams would play Tuesday. The girls, normally you would play Tuesday. But if you beat Haven, there's an opportunity to play Southeast of Celine, who's the number three seed. And you already have a win over Southeast of Celine this year from earlier in the year. You also played them at the Sterling Tournament, lost a close game. And that if you can get through Monday night, 
you guys have got a chance to be playing in the sub-state finals this week. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I think, uh, well, and I told our girls, there, there isn't anybody we can't compete with. I mean, our girls are battling. They're yeah, just competing. look at the scores of all your games. They are. You know, we've lost uh, six games in our season uh, by 10 points or fewer and four games by less than five points. So, uh, and, and this string of games that we've played lately, I mean, we've, we've really competed. The only games we've really gotten blown out were before Christmas or right around that time. So... Uh, yeah, I think we can compete with anybody, and you're right. If we get past Monday night, then uh, I think it's uh, let me see, Southeast and Lions. Right. Um, and and we've beat Lions. Well, we've beat both those teams. So yeah, you're exactly right. We have a chance. Um, it, you know, but I, I really am proud of how our girls have improved from top to bottom. Every single one of the girls on our team have really improved. Uh, we were able to celebrate uh, the senior night last night. And you don't Kay- have a lot of seniors. No, we don't. We, Kaylee Ryan and Macy Carlson have been good seniors. You know, they're role players for us, and they play their role very well. And they're they're kind of quiet, but they're still leaders, um, and, and they they do well. But, yeah, we're we're young. You know, uh, Ellie's averaging 10 points. Uh, Bree Pretty is a sophomore averaging 7. And uh, – and Carrington Haxon averaging six, and and they're getting better. And 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 Abby Rose is coming on as a sophomore, and, and other role players for sure. So uh, I think our future is bright, whether it's next week or or into next season. Our well, let's hope it's next week, Coach Vanderwig, yeah, so and too. you guys will get going on Monday night. You guys had to draw the short straw to to play the the earlier game, but yeah. it should be a, a fun week of basketball, hopefully. Yeah, I think so. Thank you. All right, well, we'll send Coach Snyder in here next as his team also finished up the regular season last night with a record of 6-14, and losing to a very talented Haven boys team, 73-55. to And just like the girls, the boys will be playing Haven. That's they, right. They turn around with a quick matchup. That's right. And uh, Haven, uh, you know, the number two seed right behind Heston. But uh, Coach Snyder, you know, he he's always uh, – th- Last few years, this is a Viking team that has, you know, they played, I think it was three straight years, is that correct, in the state tournament? And uh, so, you know, they've got that pedigree, uh, and they've had some teams that were, you know, those records, uh, Some of the, a couple of those teams, you know, they weren't like 18-2 and two or anything like that, but they got hot at the right time, and that's what they're hoping for this week. Well, they did the same thing last year, too, in the sub-state and finding a way to win that opening round game. Big upset. It is going to be another very tough test on Monday night as you guys will be playing Haven on the road. You played them at home last night, so now you get the home-and-home and you're setting up the series here in a stretch of three days, but what are the things that have to be different when you play them on Monday night compared to what you saw last night? This isn't a best of seven series. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we're going to do best of five okay. first, and then right. best of seven. Um, you know, we we knew going into last night. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things. You know, last year we didn't play them um, because of a snow date, and by the time we got to the end of the week and things cleared up, it wasn't going to be worth it for Haven to play the game, and it wasn't going to be worth it for us to play the game because it wasn't going to change a seed. It wasn't going to do anything, and all your risk was getting a guy hurt before you play on a Monday. That seemed silly, and, and obviously that worked out to our advantage. This year it was a game where neither one of us was going to change positions, but we needed to see the speed and quickness and what their one-three-one defense looked like. We can't mimic it in practice to make it look the same. And we learned firsthand last night that it's pretty good. Uh, we had 24 turnovers. Uh, and we lose by 18. I mean, and you're only down seven going yeah, into the fourth quarter. You know, we battled and competed. Honestly, most of the first half and even most of the third quarter was a around a 10 point game, which was most of what we gave up early in the game on turnovers. So we felt like we were right there, but that seven point game turned to about 24 and three and a half minutes of the fourth quarter because we opened up the fourth quarter. I think with four or five straight turnovers that ended up in either layups or or easy shots. And so, and even then, we were still able to battle it back, I think, to as little as 15 down the stretch. But again, you get late in the game and you have to foul, and they're knocking down free throws, you know, right and left. So um, they, they had a couple of guys that played really well. I think uh, the Jocks kid knocked down 33, uh, Roper had 21. But, you know, I felt like, you know, if we limit a lot of, you know, we'd rather, we want those turnovers down under 10. And if you figure, you know, 14 of those other turnovers, they score on at least half of them. 
uh, that's 14 points right there. That's a four-point game. And, and you can live with a four-point game because some things might have bounced your way. Some shots might have fallen. So, you know, we don't feel like we're all that far away, even though the score looks distant. We're disappointed we gave up 73 points. That's a lot of points to give up. And considering they only made one three on the night, that's a lot of shots to make too, man, alive. But, um, you know, it was a good opportunity for us to – to see what they did against some of our things. You know, there's not a lot of time in between a Friday and a Monday. Uh, I know Haven will get together once or twice this weekend. We're going to just focus on getting together tomorrow a little bit and, and working on some things. But our kids really need to watch that film and see what they did well and see what our struggles were and and figure out what we need to do to, to be able to counteract that on Monday. Yeah, when a kid gets 33, you know you got to do something different or he's going to go, you know, get a lot again. So obviously you guys will, you know, sit down and say, well, what can we do to kind of slow him down because uh, uh, he is a really good player. You know, he's a good player, and, and unfortunately for us, and I, I'll watch a film, you know, again today. I've watched a little bit of it already, but – a lot of those were transition-type buckets. A lot of those were, were shots in the lane. I think we had him down to shooting 11, 11 of 11 from inside the three-point line. Are those 11 right at the rim? I know he knocked down one on the baseline. But, um, yeah, you just – I mean, it's just a matter of shoring some things up. If you're not allowing players to get open in the lane as much, you easily can knock some of that out. So our guys got to be ready to play. They got to be ready to go. They got to understand that their backs are against the wall now. Last night was a, a senior night. We let five uh, seniors go that I've coached for a long time. And so now it's time to turn your attention to, to do or die, and this is what March is made for. And that's one thing I've, you've, I've noticed about your teams. You had a lot of seniors the last few years. You, I remember the one year you had a state team. You had five senior starters, and then you came – they graduate, and you came back, and basically you had all these guys that were waiting in the wings. Then they got their chance. They left, and then you had another good group of seniors. So you've had a lot of strong senior classes. We tend to have guys that wait their turns in the wings there and get a chance to play. We've had a, a chance to play a lot of younger kids this year, some juniors, some sophomores, and even a freshman. Um, so we've got some faith in what's coming up. I mean, it's, you know, again, kind of like what we've always done. We've just told guys, you know, if you're not getting your chance now – your chance is coming. You better make sure you take advantage of it. But our JV guys went 17-3, and three and our, our freshman guys went 14-5. and five. So some good things coming up in the wings there. We just got to get after it here this next week. And like we said before, probably have to knock off three top ten teams to, to get where we want to get. But uh, that's what makes this time of year fun. Well, Coach Schneider, best of luck this week. Thanks, and thanks for all you guys do. Appreciate well, we it. appreciate you coming in every week. Happy to do so as long as you bring breakfast. That's right. <laughs> and as long as Trimble doesn't take all of it. We'll take another break on our high school coaches show presented Thanks, by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva. Continuing on our final high school coaches show of the year this morning here on 96.7 FM, KBBE will turn things over to the birthday boy himself, oh, wow. Coach Vance Unrao, who we had the opportunity to come see this week. We saw the Mound Ridge Wildcats in action, taking on the Inman Teutons. And I think that if you were going to say your team got off a little slow on Monday night, well, yeah, you got off a little slow. You yeah. fought back, had an opportunity, led down the stretch, but Inman was able to pull away. You finished 9-11, and 11, but it was fun to come see your guys compete well, on Monday night. Yeah, thanks for coming down. I just wish we had you know, played better for you guys. But... I hear that you texted Steve and apologized. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry we didn't play better when you were here. Yeah, but, but you, had a, you, know, you got down. Uh, you were down 13 at the half, and then you had a 19-5 run. You yeah. played six great minutes, and like you said after the game, we got to play more in six great minutes, yeah. but those six yeah. minutes were really good. You know, especially down, you know, uh, this time of year, it's going to be a complete game time of year. And, uh, yeah, I got to hand it to Inman. Uh, their kids played hard, too. Coach Ray's had them ready to go. And uh, we didn't execute at either end of the floor very well in the first half. And you can't get down against good teams like that and battle back. And then all of a sudden you're, you're up two, you're down one, all of a sudden you're down three, and then – you know, then you have to foul and things like that. So, hey, but I, I, I still love our guys. Yeah. And uh, coming this time of year, and you, you don't want to see it end. Well, the and, second season starts this yeah. week, and who do you have for the opener? Yeah, Hutch Trinity Catholic. Uh, very, very talented team. Uh, 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 new coaching staff. Uh, they don't present a lot of surprises. They're going to come out and play us man. Uh, we know. Uh, Got a great guard. Oh, one of the premier guards in the area. We're going to have to, uh, you know, contain him. We can't let him go off for, you know, 29, 35 like, uh, like he's been going off for and make some of those other guys make shots. To, uh, but we're going to have to execute, and we're going to have to uh, make sure that we, uh, we play patient 
and uh, get our ball into the hands of guys that that, that can score and and control the boards and, and play good, solid defense. And then with the win on Tuesday, if you go to Trinity and win, you would either play Sterling or Ellsworth yeah. at Inman. Right. And Sterling and Ellsworth, well, at least for Sterling, well, they've been very tough this well, year as well. You know, here's the thing. Uh, we know what Sterling has, and they, they have a very, very nice team, very athletic group, uh, well-coached group in Coach Schneider. Uh, Ellsworth plays tough competition. They have a very deceptive record. So, you know, you, you, you look at even one through eight at, in, our, in our sub-state, and you say, hey, anybody has a chance, and they truly do. And so that, that's really what we're going after. Uh, we, we think we have a, 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 as good a chance as anybody to come out of this sub-state. Uh, I want our guys to play hard. I want them to believe in themselves. I want them to have, you know, have, have a good time doing it, and it's always more fun to win. Hey, you know who had a really good time this morning? <laughs> Who's that? Coach Unrow. You know why? yeah. He had a biscuit. <laughs> no, Why would he have a no. biscuit? He had a muffin. He had a muffin. Well, that's the big deal. Biscuit, schmiscuit. <laughs> those aren't any good. We uh, got to have muffins. That's yeah. what he said. Yeah. Well, no it, one brought you. We we were, we asked for someone to bring you a muffin to the game the other night, and they didn't. So yeah, no, we decided I, we'd get you a muffin today. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, guys. I want to say uh, I, I'm just so pleased for our seniors, our our two guys, Daniel Kaufman, Brady Helms. Uh, they've done such a great job with our young guys. Uh, they've uh, just totally embraced everything that we've tried to do this year, and uh, they, they've provided great leadership, uh, good locker room guys, just good people, great students, good people. And uh, certainly I want to thank you guys for uh, putting on the radio show for us. It's really a, a morning that I look forward to. Uh, Even though you only got not, muffins once. <laughs> not just coming to you guys <laughs> and, and talking, but uh, the other coaches here, That uh, there's a lot of good uh, collegiality that goes on in here. Yep. Well, Coach Unrow, thanks for coming in. Hey. Happy birthday. Hey, thanks so much. What, what old, or how old did you say you were? 74? <laughs> oh, no. Was that the birthday? I'm two years younger than Steve. Oh, there you go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> That's how we'll remember it. <laughs> okay, we'll see you guys. All right, Vance, thank you. I think we've got two more left out right, there. I right. think we have Coach Fields for the Illyria girls. I think he is in the building. And then, of course, the father of dog ball will impart some wisdom well, on us. The father of dog ball just jumped up, so he's going to come in he, first. He, well, he wants to talk about Jaden Garrison for the Little <laughs> River Redskin boys as he dropped 44 points the other night in a 75-40 win over center. And now the Redskins are trying to gear up for a very tough matchup with Gossel in the regional finals tonight. For the third time we'll play him, and you know how tough it can be to play somebody three times on it. So, but... Should be a great. Is that atmosphere. what people say? Is that it's tough to win three times against That's the team? The, the coaches booklet on. They what always to say, say. The, they <laughs> always say the first four minutes of the second half decides the outcome. We we've dropped that line more than a few times this year. But Jaden Garrison the other night ten threes. Uh, I don't. Have you ever seen a high school player make ten threes in a game? No, I have not. But he he was uh, forty four points. Uh, the Redskins, uh, a comfortable winner. You're able to get Garrison some rest. You you're not a deep team. You play about six guys. But uh, what on a look- good night, it yeah. sounds like sometimes. But uh, it's been a great year. And how have you, you said you've played them twice this year? How close were the games both times? Uh, the, <clears throat> the first one was a ten-point game over in a tournament over at Burton, and then uh, I think we beat them around seventeen at our place a couple of weeks back. He got them both right, uh, so uh, uh, probably provides some uh, ammunition for them going into tonight's game. So uh, I just you got to figure. Garrison's not going to go for 44 tonight. Yeah. So uh, they're going to do something different. Right. We're going to have to have some other guys step up. And, like a box. Are play. you expecting like a box and one we've or triangle? We've certainly worked on box and one, triangle and two. So hopefully we've got all the bases covered and some other guys can step up and play well. Well, not only a big night for the Little River boys, but also a huge night for the Mac College men. You didn't have a chance to go see them on Thursday night because you were watching. The Jaden Garrison three-point shooting contest. That's right. I was busy on Thursday night. But, but what, yeah. what's your breakdown of the Bulldogs at Ottawa tonight? You know, I, I thought Mac College got a really good draw in that by playing KW. Uh, and then we know both Ottawa games, uh, they beat them at Ottawa, a two-point game at Mac. And, and I, I would think – Ottawa's already qualified for the national right. tournament, so you'd think there's a little more emphasis for the Bulldogs going up there. So I, I like their chances up and there. And that's, you know, that's when Jim and I saw the draw, we said this is the best draw they could get. Yes, they're on the road, but KW doesn't have the explosiveness on offense at Friends, 
Southwestern, or Bethel. And I thought it was a good draw to stay away from those teams because that's the other three teams they could have played. KW did show they struggled offensively, and the Bulldogs played their best defensive game of the year. So we're sorry you missed it, but Coach Karstetter was there to to uh, get the full report and triplicate for and you. And he certainly filled me in the next morning. <laughs> you would have been proud. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the Bulldogs are deep, too. You yeah. Know, he, can, he can run a lot of players in and out, and there's not, not much drop-off between the guys. and. And so I, I like their chances. I did forget to tell you something. There was somebody that told me when I saw you today that he misses you, and that is Jerry Jones, the father of the Golden Palace up at KW. My main man, Jerry Jones. <laughs> he told me he's 82 years old now, but wow. he looks good. And he goes all the way back to when I was playing in high school against his team at Effingham. <laughs> As from the mighty, mighty uh, Wamigo Red Raiders. Uh, that would be. The and all roads lead through Wamigo. <laughs> and you they know do. where we also drove by yesterday was Haven. <laughs> yeah. Steve uh, and I drove through Haven yesterday, and I knew you would have been there proud. There was a sign that said, Roger Trimmel once coached here. <laughs> yeah, full of buckshot, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Target practice. Well, Coach Trimmel, best of luck tonight. Hopefully the Redskins can get a big win and then be on the winning side at Substate, get the higher seed. And, and where will that be? Some Somewhere well, up by Wamigo? Our... our Places are either Riley County or Marysville. So and if you checked out the north. eating establishments in those towns. Uh, I certainly will. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on the scouting report. All right, they yeah. might throw a one three one at us, but also there's an Arby's right next to the school. It'll be in capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach Tremble, good luck to the Redskins right. tonight. Thank you. And, and, hey, thanks for the coach's show. I, it's really an enjoyable uh, we time have a lot for of everybody to get together and appreciate you guys doing it. And you get, and you get to see your coaching tree. You know, you've coached some of these guys on here, played for you. so Yeah, and – and I found out the older they get, the better they were. <laughs> it's amazing how that happens. Yes. That game you thought Kurt Kitteman had 14, he had 24, he said. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. You bet. All right, we'll wrap up our coaches show with Elyria girls coach Greg Fields, who had I had the opportunity to see earlier this week as they were at home. They were taking on Gossel, and they were – or excuse me. They were – yeah, they were taking on Gossel and won 30-14. to 14. I was looking at the boys' side as they lost to Gossel last night. 37-32, no Coach Goodrich here today. But the Illyria girls wrapped up their season last night by losing to Rural Vista, a team that is undefeated on the season, and fell by 21 last night. And Coach Fields had a great chance to come see you guys down at the Eagle Dome on Wednesday night. You guys played a great defensive game, made some big shots early, but it sounded like Rural Vista was a tough matchup last night as well. Oh, they were. We knew they would be. They're a great team, a senior-laden team, and I'm, I'm hoping they make a, a good run in, in the state tournament this year. I think they've got the potential to do that. Uh, our girls came out, played an outstanding first quarter. You were I thinking think. upset. Uh, yeah, we were. We were. We told them, you know, they're going to come out and they're going to try to get a lead up pretty quick uh, to give them a little breathing room. And, and our girls rose to the occasion and kind of punched them in the mouth right away and, and were, you know, finished that first eight minutes up nine to four. Uh, they were really excited. And, and then you kind of saw the separation between 14 and 15 year old girls compared to 18 year old girls uh, and the experience that they had. And, and I think they kind of calmed down. They played, they picked up their defense and, and just caused a lot of turnovers, got some easy buckets, got a little separation, and all of a sudden the basket opened up for them. And, and I thought we, we came out and played really well in the fourth quarter, uh, but it was just, you know, too little too late at that point. So uh, congrats to them. Kane Hensley has them playing really well, and, and uh, they've, they've been playing together for a long time. I think they can, they can do something special this year. A nice improvement, though, over last year for you guys. Uh, uh, you want you got double digits and wins, uh, and you're playing. You were painfully young. I mean, painfully <laughs> young. You look out there, and none of your girls. Uh, at times, if you, you have people on the court, they can drive a car. They're not old enough to drive, so uh, <laughs> you know better days are ahead. Because I think it's kind of exciting for a coach after a season that has a has a team with a lot of freshmen and sophomores. You're already going, man. I can't wait till next year because we're going to be a year older. A year wiser, a year stronger, a year more skilled. You got to be excited for the future. Yeah, very excited, and I'm, you know, I'm hopeful uh, just for what the girls will do individually now uh, here in the off season. Because right now, defensively, we can play with anybody, and it's going to be up to them to work on their own. You know, their their dribbling, their shooting, 
their own skills uh, to get to that next level because they they're athletic enough that they can already play with anybody. We just need to we need to be more consistent scoring. You got to go from athletes to basketball. Players. Exactly, exactly. So so we're excited. I'm, I think uh, the three names that I think you're going to hear a lot in the next three years are Rylan Hawkinson, uh, Alexis Swenson, and Allie Stone. Uh, those three freshmen. Uh, were fantastic for us this year. Uh, Ryland Hawkinson, uh, second leading scorer, led the team in rebounds, block shots, um, second leading in steals. She was outstanding. Um, and so I think those three are going to be kind of a cornerstone. And then um, Kylie Penner, I mean, she's only a sophomore. In the second year in a row, she's led the team in scoring. So um, if you know she continues to improve, she'll do great. Olivia Peters, uh, our sophomore, she had 89 steals mm-hmm. uh, this year. She averaged, and you only had one senior. Only one senior, and uh, and Claire Damick. And I, I'll have to say, uh, you know, I didn't really mention her name a lot this year. She doesn't really lead the team in in scoring and a lot of stats. She's one of our leading rebounders. She just she's probably leads the team in fewest turnovers uh, and shooting percentage. She she doesn't. I always told her shoot more. But she's just probably the most unselfish player we've got. And so we're going to miss her leadership. We've got a lot of young girls that are a little quirky and a little uh, goofy. And, and they just like to have fun. <laughs> got to have and, a little goofy on Well, yeah, it's, they're a blast to be I don't be know around. what it's like to be around people that are quirky and goofy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. You're seeing it every day. Uh, and so, But you have to have somebody that is uh, kind of calm and stable. And, and that's what Claire brought to the team and, and just an outstanding leader. And so we're going to miss that. She's going to be incredibly successful in anything she does because she has a servant's heart and she puts other people in front of her and she just wants to see uh, the team succeed and her teammates do well. And so uh, we're going to miss that. Um, but it's the future's bright and we're looking for Well, Coach Fields, it was fun to come watch you guys on Wednesday night. There was some guy in like these green and blue kind of 70s looking golf pants at the Eagle Dome. And I think he was in charge of the concession stand, maybe. And yep. whoever that guy Brandon is, Brandon Roth, whoever yep. his his pants guy is, <laughs> tell him to get a hold of me. I need to I need to talk to his. Pants that's our guy. that's our Bible teacher. So you, you know, well, he's, he's making got some great pants. He's making the Bible exciting for these there kids. You, you can tell the way he dresses. So. Fantastic. Now we enjoyed having you there, and and guys, I appreciate your coverage all year. I, the radio show has been great. Just a great opportunity to get together with the the other coaches, and and we appreciate you guys uh, having us and and the coverage you supply all year. So. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Well, it's been a fun year. Yeah, You're welcome. It has been. <laughs> All right, Steve. It's going to be a busy week of sub-state basketball. You bet. Let's run through it. In 2A, the Mound Ridge and Inman teams will be at the Inman sub-state, and some of the first-round games are going to be on site, so it's different for everybody. The Canton-Galva teams will be at Harrington in 2A. In Class 3A, both Smoky Valley and Heston will be at Halstead. And then for the McPherson teams, the Bullpup Boys will open up Substate play on Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, taking on the Emporia High Spartans. On Wednesday, the McPherson girls will be at home. They will play at 7 o'clock and will take on Great Bend. So we'll get a chance to see two teams we don't see that much of. If the boys win, they would play on Friday night, likely at Andover, the number two seed. They are undefeated. If the girls win, they would be at home on Saturday night and would either play Wichita Northwest, who we saw at the Mid-America Classic, or they would play Capon Mount Carmel. I'm guessing it'd be Capon, but yes, it's going to be a very busy week for us, and and uh, this is the best time of year. Tell people where to go if they need MidKansasOnline.com. to. Find, find out about sub-state games, area yeah. roundups, all that's going on. One already, more time. Already, yeah, MidKansasOnline.com already have the... Uh, uh, games from last night that were played. We only had four games played last night. Those are already posted, and you and I are going to go state wrestling today. There you go, and we'll see if Landon France can make it a fourth consecutive year. The Bullpup wins an individual state championship. Yeah, I can hardly wait. All right, Steve, we'll wrap up our high school coaches show for this morning. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening on 96.7 FM KBBE. Swap Shop with Tammy is coming up next, and then the auction will follow that. The High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva was brought to you by Simco, McPherson Concrete, Alliance Agency Incorporated, Flynn's Ford Quarterback Club, Next Tech Wireless, JAR Performance Automotive, and Farmers State Bank. Thanks for listening to the High School Coaches Show presented by the 56 Family Restaurant in Galva.